Welcome to the Ladies Let's Talk podcast. We are five everyday women helping each other to grow, learn, and above all, supporting each other unconditionally to live our best lives. We understand that not everyone has a connection like ours, and our intention is that by sharing the ups and downs of our lives with real, raw, honest conversations and plenty of laughs, we can help you to become more of who you are, help you to stand up, walk taller, look the world in the eye, and know that you are enough and you are worth it. Welcome. Today, we are talking about a topic very close to my heart, and that is the five love languages. And I can't wait to get into this discussion with the girls. So ladies, let's talk. So how we're going to start this is I'm going to get the girls to explain a language each. There's five languages and there's actually five of us, which kind of works out pretty cool. So we're going to explain each one basically, but we'll move into a discussion a little bit later on. I know Chrissy is busting to say a whole lot of stuff on this. so <laughs> Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> we will have a really good chat. But we're going to start off with Michelle. I know one of Michelle's top languages is quality time. Michelle, what exactly is that language? What does it mean? Uh, quality time is people who need quality time with their partner and that quality time is could be like 20 minutes but it's undivided attention that you get or receive from your partner and it can be in any aspect it can be sitting on the couch like turning the telly off and just actually being felt that you're being listened to but also being in the presence of that person and people that need quality time need that connection um, and that undivided attention to fill their cup of love. So what does the absence of quality time look like? Um, the absence of it can feel like you are not valued, that you are not loved, that you don't mean anything to that or you don't mean what you thought you meant to that person or you, yeah, that, that's how I get from that lack of quality time. Yeah, that's one of my languages. And I know when you don't pay attention to me, you don't have to pay attention to me all day, every day. But I need a bit of attention. <laughs> you can pay attention to me all day if you like, Michelle. But I need a little bit of attention to fill my cup. And that's what we're going to talk about quite often here today, is filling your cup. Filling your cup with love as opposed to emptying it out. So uh, our second language they spoke about is words of affirmation. This is actually really high on my list. And words of affirmation are those verbal words of care and affection that people give to you. And it can be anything from, you know, thanks for doing that or thanks for cleaning the house today to things like, babe, you look really nice in that dress. I prefer really hot, but babe, you look really nice in that dress. Or, uh, <laughs> you know, I, we'll have a conversation and sometimes my husband will say, oh, yeah, that's you're hilarious that's like that's good words of affirmation for me or those kind of things so telling somebody what it is that you're loving about them or or I guess boosting their ego through the words when you're not giving words of affirmation like hard words and really criticizing words can actually deplete that cup when you are very critical of that person or whatever to me, that is soul-destroying to me. I've learned to deal with criticism a whole lot better. But, you know, many years ago, it used to crush me a whole lot when people would be very critical of me. Nolene, I know that one of your top languages is physical touch. That's one of my hubby. Um, do you want to explain to us what that one means? 
Yeah, physical touch is an interesting one because it's fairly obvious in relationships when somebody uh, has a love language of physical touch. They're, funnily enough, very touchy, right? So, you know, they'll walk past you and they might put a hand on your shoulder or they might, you know, smack your bum or, or give you a kiss on the cheek or do something that's just, it shows that affection. But it's also a really important one for people who aren't in a relationship. For someone like myself, I, I am not a touchy people, a touchy person with people I don't know. But people who I care about, my friends, I'll often like stand next to them, put my hand on their shoulder, or you know, give them a nudge, or walk past them and give them a little flick with my leg, the bum, or something. Something that just shows that there's a, a connection and uh, a, a love or a care related and it's really interesting because I think people who have physical touch as their love language there's a very definite I don't like you or I do like you I don't like you I won't touch you I do like you I'll touch you and I think that's a really definite thing with physical touch and and one of the the things with that is that the abuse of that when people there's a, a neglect or, or an abuse of that so violence or things like that is a really hard thing for people with physical touch to to deal with and and the presence of somebody sitting next to you just touching you uh is really important for people with physical touch as their love language you forgot the bit you forgot the bit it says a back scratch a hug a kiss or sex i like that bit i mean this is my top one i like a good pash (laughs) (laughs) just saying (laughs) i I hope my kids aren't listening because you know like when your parents talk about that it's like oh la 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 anyway (laughs) move on (laughs) Well, I think the other interesting thing about physical touch is for those in relationships or marriages, when when the other person has an affair or goes outside of the marriage physically, that can be very detrimental to the person whose language is physical touch, more so than if your language was something else. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt, but it is a, a very detrimental thing to happen to someone who's that is their primary love language. The next one that we've got, the, the fourth language is acts of service. Beth, I, you and I have had many, many conversations over this. Uh, tell me, what is it that acts of service are? What fills your cup? Ladies, it is true that taking the bin out is a act of love. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I agree wholeheartedly, Beth. Absolutely. So acts of service is... So it's when someone will initiate and just do something for you just because they know that that's what you appreciate. So things like getting the washing off the line or taking out the garbage, simply as making the bed in the morning. <laughs> These things to me, are they fill my cup. They're the biggest amount of acts of service that you can do for them. And you get bonus points if you do them without me prompting or hinting that they need to be done. (laughs) I mean, so love, so much love. It's it's interesting because in the book, uh, Gary Chapman talks about how much he hates housework. Like he really does not like to do it. And he will, to show his wife that he loves her, he will actually vacuum the floor. And she understands that that is him saying to her, I love you, I am doing this for you because I know how much it means, which is really ah, impressive. Ah, but is he really or he just doesn't like a messy floor? No, no, he says in the book he, he doesn't like to vacuum <laughs> and if he didn't have to vacuum, he would not, but he does it because he knows how much it means to his wife for him to do it and he knows that when he does it, she feels loved. 
my husband and I had this conversation just last week. He does not like being a housewife. He doesn't like doing any of those particular jobs, but I have to say he's really, really good at them. He does them. He maintains the house. He is really good at organizing the kids. Um, so I really appreciate all of the effort that he puts in and you know, it's, it's, it's just something that makes my life a little bit easier as well. So I really, yep, really appreciate it. So if you want to get in Beck's good books, just take the rubbish out, right? Yep. <laughs> the fifth language, <laughs> the fifth language is receiving gifts. Christy, I know this was one of yours as well. Uh, do you want to explain a little bit about what that is? Sure. Receiving gifts is one of the five languages is obviously receiving a gift such as flowers, you know, little presents and stuff, but also not only that, but it's to make you feel appreciated or noticed. Another gift is just your gift of time. So, you know, it's not just the material things. It's also maybe being invited to your partner's work dinner where you normally wouldn't get invited. And that means a lot to you. And I'm going to read this out because I don't, I will admit, I don't know a lot about the five love languages. So I'm kind of glad we're having this discussion today. And individuals who favour this love language, the absence of everyday gestures or missed special occasions are particularly hurtful. And I kind of like, actually, that probably resonates more with me because if you miss my birthday, I'm sorry. But if you, do, if you miss my birthday week, <laughs> oh wait fan. oh yeah 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 talk Birthday, about needy you know yeah <laughs> like you know you can miss our wedding anniversary whatever we've had nearly 30 of them so whatever but um but my birthday I don't, I don't know why but it is very special to me my husband misses my birthday I do get a bit tagged on we did go out for lunch for your birthday last year Chrissy did that make you feel loved that we were yeah. all with you on your yeah, birthday it was a nice day yes see See what I mean? That was very, very special to me. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. It was. So I guess, you know, you made a point about it not just being partners, it's also friends and stuff that, you know, these things are related to. I've got an interesting story to tell you about that with Nolene and I. But, Nolene, I'm just going to get you to talk a little bit because people are probably listening now going, well, this is all really interesting and stuff, but how do I know what my language is? So how can we find out what our, our language is that we primarily? Yeah, there's lots of quizzes you can do online. Uh, however, I'd recommend going to the main one, which is fivelovelanguages.com. And that's a five as in the number five, lovelanguages.com. And you can get in there and you can do a quick quiz it doesn't take very long, though. I think Chrissy may have a comment about how long it might take. <laughs> you can get in there. You can do the quiz and it'll send you a report or give you a, a, a thing on the screen that shows you your points based on your answers. And the idea behind the quizzes is just not to think about it, but to feel into which is actually more accurate for you. And sometimes you'll get two that feel quite like you could go either way, which is why you get the closeness in some of your scores. So fivelovelanguages.com is the, the best place to go and you can also get on they've got podcasts on there as well so you can find a whole heap of information on there so that's their official page and I think the other thing that you can do as well is think about when you love someone and you really you know and I'm not talking purely relationships I'm talking platonic as well any relationship in your life when you really love and care someone for someone 
what is it that you do for them to show them that you love them? So, for instance, you know, if you're really grateful to someone and you just want to show them that you really care, do you get them a little gift, be it a little card or a little book or a little something or other to give to them? And if that's the way that you show them that you love them, chances are one of your top languages would be receiving gifts because in order to show people that you love them, you know, that that's what you do. And I think that that's kind of what we're talking about here today. So if I was talking in Spanish and the rest of you guys were all talking in English, you'd all be looking at me going, what the hell is she talking about? And I might be adding really valuable things to the discussion, but because you don't understand them, you don't speak the same language as me, it can feel like maybe I'm ignoring you or I don't care or whatever it is. And I find it really interesting, Mel, that there's five of us on on the call today and three of us, our top love language is quality time. And what do we do when we get on a podcast is we're actually giving each other quality time to have the conversations that are important to us. Sorry, Chrissy and Beck, you have different top priority love languages uh, and we can't send you, necessarily send you a gift right now, Chrissy, and I can't take the bin out for you, Beck, because you're a long way away from me. But uh, I think the, the thing is that by having these conversations, it's interesting that three of us have quality time. See, but this is where I'm struggling because, like, this is putting us into categories where I've got quality time because I've been married for 30 years. This is where I struggled with the quiz because I knew the categories and I found myself answering the questions to the categories and Michelle actually sent me a message and she said, it's about being honest about what you actually want, not necessarily what you're getting. So answer the questions on what you prefer. But I still feel the quiz is categorising everyone because quality time is not my thing because me and my husband run a business together. We have children out of the home. We spend already a lot of time together. And as I'm going through the questions, I can see I'm going, oh, well, that one's for quality time. And, you know, we do a lot of stuff together anyway, so I'm not going to answer that. That's just me personally. And I will put it out there. I haven't read the book. I've read the summary. I'm really good at reading summaries and I can <laughs> yes, pass page so three in a book. And I'll put it out there for you girls to challenge me to read the book. <laughs> read it. Challenge. <laughs> challenge accepted, right? Because I am a real sceptic on all of this stuff. and. I've read a little bit of the summary, but yeah. Chrissy, I have to agree because I'm a practical person and the reason that, you know, my I think my cup needs filling with um, access services is because of the type of work and the fact that my husband and I are both shift workers. So we just, we don't have the option of not to do these roles for one another. It's, just, it's the same would work for him if he came home and the bin wasn't taken out then I'm sure that annoys him just as much as it annoys me. Yeah. Does yeah. it? Do you know his language, Beck? Yeah, we're the same. <laughs> yeah, but I, I agree with Beck too. Like, I just get shit done. I don't need, don't do stuff for me. I'll just do it. Like, Let, Let's just go back to the purpose okay. of what the love languages <laughs> actually is. So, and I think Mel can probably explain this the best, and I know that she mentioned it in her introduction, is the understanding of what drives a person to be happier. Mel, if you can go back to how the love languages has changed your marriage because of that understanding, and then we can perhaps help Chrissy and Beck and any of our other listeners who are in the same boat going, 
this is just a crock of shit and we've just got shit to do and understand <laughs> what that actually means on a fundamental foundational relationship building purpose. So my my top two are quality time and words of affirmation and, and quite a little bit of acts of service as well. Like across the three of them, I am quite close in my scores. And I am the chef of the house. So I cook dinner every night. That's my job. I do all the cooking. My husband washes all the clothes. That's what we do in our house. So I would cook dinner and I am a chef by trade. So I'm very concentrated when I'm in the kitchen and I've normally got, you know, numerous things going on at the same time, cooking a sauce and doing vegetables and cooking this and doing that and blah, blah, blah. And my husband would come up to me in the kitchen and give me a hug in the middle of me cooking dinner. Now, his primary language is physical touch. So he would come up to me, give me a hug in the middle of dinner, and I'd be like, dude, what are you doing? Like, I, I'm, I'm trying to cook dinner here. Like, just get away from me. And he would still do it every time I was cooking dinner or doing whatever. He would come and try and get my attention by touching me or hugging me or, you know, putting an arm around me, whatever it was that he did. And there came a time where he just stopped. And he became quite distant and quite withdrawn. And, you know, the, like we've been married for 19 years. There's a lot of stories I can tell you about our marriage. but. I actually read this book not long afterwards and I read it and just went, oh, that's his language. And I actually had to stop and make myself, make myself hug my husband, make myself give him a hug. Like, and I would stop in the middle of dinner and I noticed, I shit you not, the difference it made in our relationship and it made it really quickly, the distance between a stop he became more loving and he became more engaged again in the marriage because I was filling his cup. It wasn't the way that I spoke, but I was filling his cup. So I think with, uh, with what you've just said, Mel, for Beck and for Chrissy and for any other listener who's in the same boat, this is not a quiz that you do with your rational, logical, programmed social mind. Okay, this is a quiz that you need to... Put all of your preconceived ideas aside and think about what are the things that make you genuinely happy. And I remember the first time I did the quiz, I was a bit like you, Chrissy. I'm like, oh, I know, what, you know, I kind of know what my love language kind of is. And when it came, when I actually sat down to do the quiz, I was like, okay, we'll just feel into each of the questions. And I know that sounds a little bit airy fairy and a bit wishy washy, but if you look at the two questions and you go, does that feel more like what would make me happy? Don't worry about the fact that your husband and you already do a shitload together or that you're both busy and you've got businesses and you do that. But what makes you feel better when somebody, and take him out of the equation. If it's too hard to do it with your husband, take him out of the equation. Do it as a, you know, with a friend. What makes you feel better when a friend does it? Like for me as a single person, my, my top one is quality time, like by far quality time. So one of the things that pisses me off more than anything in the world is when I'm having a conversation with somebody on their, on their bloody phone. They're on their phone texting while I'm trying to have a conversation with them. It really me off. I'll yep. beat that one. I'm with because you Because I might not worth your time. Because it makes me feel like I'm not valuable. So they're the sort of questions, they're the sorts of things that you need to look for when you're answering the questions. What gets you, like if you thought of quality time and someone says, Someone's paying attention to you, someone's not. Does that really piss you off when they're not paying attention? You go, oh, I don't really give a shit. No, my husband couldn't care. He'd, rather, he'd like to be sitting on his own in his own little space. Like quality time is not his thing. 
So Mel bring up a point too, though, that she's, you know, her husband done this and I would really like her to share a story about this, that and because she knew what her husband's love language was, that meant that, you know, that helped in their relationship. So would you say if you do have a partner and, and Knowles is talking about finding her love language as far as because she's single, and I get that, but Mel has a partner and I have a partner, would you say it would be um, best if you got your partner to do it as well and then you can use, and I assume this because I haven't read the book, that you can use this to better your relationship. So 100%. not only are you, um, you know, doing, like I felt like it was one of those quizzes in a Dolly magazine or a Cleo magazine <laughs> where you go A, B or C and then you read the little article afterwards and it gives you some advice. Do you remember those? But <laughs> And because I did make my husband do this last night and he got to the first, I didn't know, he said, gee, this is hard. And I said, what question are you on, babe? And he goes, number one. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Jesus. So oh, help me. So <laughs> Mel, do you, what, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, and you said once you started, you knew your husband's love language and it really helped because I, because, you know, we've both been married for a while and, you know, you do going up, ups and downs and you were, were in a little bit of a downer at that stage. So, yeah. And I can say, look, it a hundred percent changed it because and I mean, I had to reach out first because he stopped. He wouldn't come up, give me a hug in the kitchen because it would just piss me off, right? So he just stopped doing it. Once I found out it was his language, I reached out. I, if I walk past him on the couch, it is very rare these days that I will walk past him and not touch him. Run my hands through his hair, pop a hand on his shoulder. If I'm walking past his feet, you know, just grab his foot and give his foot a little squeeze and he will melt under my touch. And I'm telling you, when I am touching him, when I'm rubbing his head, when I give him a hug or whatever, that man will freaking do anything for me because he feels loved. He feels I mean, and loved. You, when, you, you, when you say that, you don't mean like he just picks you up and then, you know, takes you off into the bedroom. He just that does is, yeah, but, but that's a really that's a really good misconception of what physical touch is. It's yeah, not correct. just that. It's that touch. It's that uh, if I... If you stood there and go, he loves going to the hairdresser because he wants to get a massage on his head. Like he just <laughs> floats his boat, right? Probably likes her boobs in his face too, but he just <laughs> loves the massage. He's just, you touch him and you can almost physically feel him melt because you can feel him just go, oh, this is my thing. With me, let me tell you another really interesting story. So last year, I've been married for 19 years. I love to travel. I just, that's all I've wanted to do. I've wanted, to me, travel is quality time. And I just want to go and I want to be with him and explore different places of the world and blah, blah, blah. I can tell you in all of these years, we've been on like one, possibly two kind of holidays together. Like I'm talking holidays. I'm not talking just going to visit family, right? Come here with me. No. Uh, and I... I worked in a, a company where I would achieve trips for free. Like I'm talking free five-star holidays. Babe, will you come with me? I'm not interested. What do I want to go there for? Like, <laughs> and, it, and it, it physically hurt me. Like I could physically feel my heart breaking because I just wanted him to come. I'm going to cry. I just wanted him to come and spend the time with me, but he just wouldn't. And then last year, 
his family reached out to him, his dad and his aunt, and they had this trip planned to Alaska and Canada. And I won't go through all the details, but to cut a long story short, they invited him to go in the place of someone who wasn't able to go anymore. And they invited him to go. And he said to me, can I go? Well, look, my husband and I are in a relationship where we don't really say no to each other. If you want to go, go. And he did. And I know I've had many conversations with this about Nolene. It freaking broke my heart. Like I was in tears. I wanted to vomit. I just felt sick. I felt so unloved. I can feel myself crying now because it really, really upset me that he would just go and spend like a month away from me with them on something that I had begged him to do with me for years, but he wouldn't do it with me. And I felt unworthy. I felt unloved. I felt like I wasn't, I wasn't important enough. And I had this whole range of emotions and I couldn't understand why I was so angry and I couldn't understand why I was so heartbroken. And when he left, I said, you've got lots of time on the plane can you read this book for me? And I asked him to read the five lung languages because I knew there was a disconnect there. And he did, bless his little heart. And I thought if he reads it, I really need to read it again. It had been a lot of years since I'd read it. And I read this part in it and it said, like I said earlier, that person whose language is physical touch, if their partner has an affair on them, it hurts them more. And I thought, oh, my God, that's it. He's not giving me the quality time that I need with him and that I crave from him, but he'll go and give it to somebody else. And that was like the penny dropping for me because it was like, that's why I'm so angry about him going on this holiday is because he's giving what I need to somebody else and he's not giving it to me. And he went and read the book and he worked out very quickly that my two languages were quality time and words of affirmation. And we've seen, we've, well, we're not having date nights right now because we can't, right? But we've since been on some date nights and he understands now. I just need him to be with me. And I continue to hug him, touch his feet and give him love. That is the difference it's made. And I think if I hadn't realised that and he hadn't realised that that was my language, it would create such a disconnect in this marriage that, that, we, that I don't, we wouldn't last. If that disconnect continued, I would just be feeling so unloved and so unworthy and so not enough in his eyes because he didn't love me how I needed to be loved that it like it'd be it'd be an ender. It, it, it would be divorce. Thank you for sharing that, Mel, because that's a really that was a really big and pivotal moment in your marriage and your relationship. But I want to ask Michelle, your husband is also quality time, is that correct? He's quality time and physical touch. Uh, interesting. And mm. so when, how long have you guys known what your love languages were and do you feel that that's played a, a part in the strength of your marriage? Because I know you've got a very strong marriage as well. Um, yeah, I think the fact that both of our first ones, or well, mine are very similar, both are very strong um, and his are the same. Quality time for us is we are best friends and we have always like we work together. Like when I met Joel was on a mine site. <laughs> we worked together for 12 hours a day, literally on the same shift. We shared a donger, like we shared a room and we had our breaks together. So like if we weren't going to get along, it was going to show up pretty quick. <laughs> um, and we've always, like we go camping and even though we go camping, we both love to read. So we can sit there and read. We're near each other. We're not talking all the time, but 
we just like to spend that time together. We know each other quite well. We know each other reasonably well. My acts of service and his physical touch has taken a little bit of time. My know my acts of service comes from my perception of relationships from my parents and expected roles and the expectations of those roles. My husband has gotten very good at understanding that the acts of service sides of things like he'll go and he'll pick roses out of the front garden and just put them in a vase for me because he knows that I love fresh flowers or he will go and do the washing and hang it out and I don't have to ask like you know he will do things for me that fills my cup that tells me he's thinking of me and doing those things because I know he does a lot I love who loves to do the laundry (laughs) not big on toilets I'm still working on that one (laughs) but uh, and he and for him physical touch like I always like he always comes up and hugs me he's the same as Mel I I will be cooking in the kitchen he'll come up and I'm like this is so inopportune honey like (laughs) but it's also understanding that it's not about racing you off to the bedroom to have sex. It's just, he, he's the same. He used to go to a, a lady's hairdresser because he loved that whole, the process of the hair and the massage and, you know, having that touch like, like you talk about. Yeah, it's um, not sexual. It's no, not at all. For them, it is, they, from when we have quality time and we talk about having that connection with undivided attention, like Nolene was saying, my biggest hate is to have someone on their phone when I'm talking to them. My <laughs> boss used to do it at work. He used to drive me insane. I'm like, you're sitting here in a meeting and you're talking, asking us a question and then obviously your phone and answering a text or reading some stupid thing on Facebook is more important than listening to the responses that you're getting. Instant like, Ugh big gurus um <laughs> sorry i digress but yeah um because i think i'm very lucky that we both have quality time so we appreciate that and like we will go on holidays we don't holiday with other families we never have and i'm fine with that and so is he because we meet a lot of people when we travel but we like to spend we're lucky we like to spend that time together and i don't mean 24 hours a day because this isolation thing will have tested a lot of people. <laughs> oh, and yeah. Even people who like quality time, like I'll come home and like my husband's a shift worker. So we, and when we both did shift work, that was a whole other, whew, there so wasn't here's, quality time. So here's the thing I struggle with, right? So one of your things is quality time. Yeah. Now you just said to me that you already have quality time and you enjoy spending time with each other. Me and Nigel are best friends and we do a lot together. So, to me, it's not something that I want or I need because I already have it. But you're you getting it. The... But see, that's it. That's exactly you're right. Getting you're it. getting you it. You feel well, love. Get. But isn't this but kind of like stopped. what you want or what you're after? No. No, if he no. stopped, if Nige stopped spending time with you yep. and he was constantly down the pub with his mates or constantly out or whatever and did not spend any attention with you and stopped spending time with you, how would you feel? pissed off correct there's mm. your language <laughs> okay All but right, right now your cup is filled mm. okay your cup is filled michelle right. what advice would you give to beck and chrissy on going back and having a look at that <laughs> quiz and how they can potentially apply it now having had this conversation uh interestingly it is it is easier i think if you understand what your husband's language is and beck you were saying mm. you're both acts of service which is interesting because sometimes like for i know for me my perception was like my like i grew up on a farm and my dad was very 
boys work outside the house and girls do all the inside stuff, which I used to get shitty with because it's like, well, I'm also working outside on the farm, but my brother never had to set the table or get things done or do anything inside the house. I mowed lawns. I was like, hang on a minute. This is not fair. And I vowed I would never marry a man and live that way. Like we are a very, it's a very shared thing. But with acts of service, sometimes you've got to look at why it means so much to you. And I don't know if Beck's the same. It's a validation that they've taken the time and the thought to think about something that will, like, especially with you both being shift workers, you're working for a common goal and it's not like that's your job and that's your job. Although a lot of that was in my head from acts of service from growing up with associated roles. But finding a way, like, make a list of, say, Beck, you you make a list and say what things would really float your boat. Like on a daily thing, if he did this, this, this and this and get him to do the same and say, like, if you did this, this and this, this would be like, that That would make me happy. That that That's what would fill my cup. And sometimes you like you're both acts of service, but you might want different things like different mm. services. And I don't mean that in any sexual way. <laughs> <laughs> Services side of it is, or do you? Well, look, you know that's it for your own selves to sort out. Absolutely. So, so I would be like super happy if Nigel would just put a um a thing on my wall behind me so I can hang my freaking picture up because I can't Mm -hmm. do it. Don't get me started on the dishwasher. (laughs) That's acts of service. Yeah, it's an acts of service. Acts of service is quite high for me as well. And my husband worked night shift last night, 12 hours. He would have been absolutely shattered when he knocked off at 7 o'clock this morning and he walked in the door of our bedroom this morning with a cup of coffee in his hand that he got me on his way home. Now, I know he hates freaking dealing with people, which is ridiculous because he's a policeman, but he, he would have been tired, he would have been grumpy. And I tell you right now, the last thing he wanted to do was go get a cup of coffee. But he knows that if he walked in the door with that, I just, it would have filled my heart and it did and he did it because he loved me not because he wanted to because he didn't but he did it as an act of service to show me how much I mean and I think there's a a flip side there's a flip side of that though too because Mm. my third language which is very close to my my second like there's a point apart is acts of service I show my love to other people through my acts of service so uh, you know we're all in isolation at the moment things are a bit challenging we're probably in situations where we wouldn't normally be and for me my acts of service are helping my dad in the garden he's building a a new veggie patch so to show him how much I love him I even though I have have enough other things to do that I don't really have time to do the gardening my act of service shows him that I love him because that's the way I do it I cook dinner Mm. I'll do other things like I help my mum with some computer stuff or or I I help you guys with technical things because that's my acts of service, showing people how much I love them. So it does go both ways as well. I think understanding what people's language is helps the communication flow in both directions. And it's not just all one way. It's not all just the person who wants to receive the physical touch. It's the person who wants to, to, to give it as well. So it's the giving and the receiving of that. And I think that's a really important thing to take in mind. Yeah, you do it. It's not your language. Like, you know, it might not mean that much to you, but that act for Beck of her husband taking out the rubbish speaks tenfold to her over what it might for somebody. But he may actually, 
just as an as an example, he actually made, and let's not talk about rubbish because who loves taking the rubbish out? But he actually may love doing something for Beck because it's his way, his act of service for her is to show her how much mm. he loves her because it's his love language. So when you've got it both ways, it's kind of cool because it's the same. But, you know, he may be doing acts of what he sees as his acts of service to her showing how much he loves her by doing things, even though she may not think, I didn't need you to do that. I didn't want you to do that. That's not what I needed. But it might be still his way of saying, I'm trying to show you how much because that's mine, you know. We also have uh, quality time is another one. So I think Tom and I are always um, doing stuff together. So and when we're doing stuff together and we're always doing something it's filling both of our cups because it's a, it's quality time and it's an acts of service. We're getting stuff done and we're doing it together. So that's what fills our cup. I loved your golf course that you built together. I think that's mm. so cool. You should see the next project, ladies. Ooh, can't <laughs> wait to see that. <laughs> but you're really lucky, Beth. You're really lucky to speak the same language mm. because quite often people don't. And so, you know, like I'm always, let's say, my language is acts of service and I'm always cooking dinner and I'm always, you know, cleaning up around the house and I'm doing this for him and I'm doing that for him and whatever. And his language is physical touch. And he feels like, well, I'm not loving you because I'm not giving you a hug and I'm not touching you and I'm not whatever. And I'm, I'm over here going, why doesn't he feel love? Like I'm doing all of this stuff for him right. and he's not appreciating it and he does nothing for me and all he wants to do, 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 because we're not speaking the same language. So it's not just about knowing what yours is it's about knowing what theirs is and doing things for them even though it might be unnatural for you especially like words of affirmation can be really unnatural for people to say you look really lovely in that dress well i really like what you're doing with your hair i'll grow my hair yeah rather than your ass looks too big in that dress correct like i've grown <laughs> my hair my hair's quite long now it hasn't been this long in like 20 years and I did a Facebook Live the other day and a couple of people are like, oh, wow, Mel, I really like your hair so long. And I'm like, that's my words of affirmation. I'm feeling really good <laughs> over here. It's not about my hair, but it's the fact that people have said something to me to pump me up and that, that fills myself. So would you girls say, and to, to the guys that are listening to, would you guys say that this quiz could actually maybe help just to open up some conversations between couples or even just to make you a little bit of where uh, your friendships and what you're wanting from those friendships for those that don't have a partner um, because would that be a fair comment to make especially now that we're having to spend a lot of time with each other with partners etc that it does open up conversations and maybe get those things out those hard conversations that maybe some couples need is that a fair comment yeah, I think so, Chrissy. And I, I, I had a little bit, we had a little bit of time. I've done this quiz a few times over the past 12 months to try and work <laughs> out what I am and then work out what Tom was. And and then at the end of the day, we both sat down together and we done them together. And I, I thought I was on the right track. And it's only our last love, like our third love language, which is different. So, yeah. you know, it, it does it does open up the conversations definitely. Yeah, because like yesterday morning before Nigel had done this quiz, I've got to say, like, you know, I was like, oh, rightio, whatever. Okay, so I'm this, this and this, supposedly. 
was my kind of attitude, right? And I know I've spoken to Mel about this book before, but I didn't quite get it. And then we did the quiz together last night and actually had a couple of laughs and it was quite funny. And then Nigel actually, when he came to the question about being interrupted or whether you would like to receive a gift, there was two choices, I think. I can't remember the exact words. And he says, well, I don't like either. You interrupt me and I don't like getting gifts. And I went, oh. And he says, yeah, well, you interrupt me all the time. I was like, <laughs> oh, crap, okay. <laughs> and I said, no, it's not a choice out of the two. I said, read the first line. And he's already halfway through, like, which would you prefer? And he goes, oh, well, that's easy for you not to interrupt me. <laughs> so, you know, so I have kind of flipped a little and I will read the book, okay, and we'll go from there. I think it's a really good opportunity while people are, as we say, stuck at home together. And let's not say stuck because this is a really good opportunity for people to decide what they want in life. If you love your partner and you're going through some challenges and you can't figure out why you're speaking different languages, one speaking French, one speaking Spanish, maybe this is something that we can recommend that you try. And look, we're not going to say it's going to fix your relationship. Mm. There's no guarantees in this. However, if you can see why people do things that they do, you can see what makes people tick. And if you can find out what pe makes people purr, like Mel's husband with the touch, that makes him purr. Isn't it lovely when you have a cat or a dog on your lap or whatever, and they're so freaking content because all you're doing is being with them. Don't you want your relationships to be like that? Oh, I love your words. I love your words. You put it, you just word things so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you? Don't you love her words, everyone? I think your words are amazing. But it's true. I mean, isn't that what, isn't that what most people aspire to have in their, in their lives? And not just the relationships with their significant others, but your relationship with your friends and your relationship with your kids and family. Like when you can figure out that you speak the same language why wouldn't everyone want to be happier and, and make that concerted effort to have joy and bring joy? Like life's right. just too short. And if you know that that person really hates vacuuming but they vacuum because they love you and they know that you appreciate it, is that not more an act of love? Because they are doing it even though... They really don't want to. They are doing it purely for you to show you just how much it is that you are loved. And uh, look, Nolene made me cry last year. I was having a meltdown to her on the phone while my husband was overseas. And she said to me, do you want me to come and visit you? We're like three and a half thousand kilometres or so 4,000 kilometres or something ridiculous <laughs> away from each other. Do you want me to come visit you? And I said, I'd really like that. And she says, it's already booked. I'll see you on Friday. And I burst into tears on the phone and I couldn't even speak, could I, Nolene? Because <laughs> right there in that moment, she filled my cup. It was overflowing because she knew all I needed was that quality time. Mm. And she was coming to spend it with me because she knew that that is in that moment what I needed to feel loved and to feel valued and to feel worthy. And it was a great weekend. It was awesome. <laughs> stunning, isn't it? <laughs> so I think it's been a really really valuable conversation and particularly for I hope for Beck and Chrissy who are still trying to work out how this all fits into their lives and their relationships I know that Mel and Michelle have and I have 
me, I've sort of more dabbled in it, have used the love languages a lot to, to build and, and support their relationships. And I hope that just by sharing some of this information that a few more of our listeners will firstly go and grab the book if you can find it. Um, I went looking for it today and I couldn't find it. So you may need to order it online. But Five Love Languages, it's a, an amazing book. Uh, it's a great way to start that conversation with your partner. As you said, Chrissy, you know, even if it means that you guys sit down and spend some quality time together doing the quiz, it uh-huh. might be a great way to start <laughs> that conversation. And so, you know, I invite and encourage people to potentially have a, a look at this, add it to their book list, add it to their recommended reading list. And Mel, is there anything you'd like to add to, to sort of sum up our chat today? Chrissy, do you feel different now about it than you did before we started? Because you were quite almost, I wouldn't say anti, but you were quite like, oh, this is just a bunch of crap before we started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, readdress that with me after I read the book. But um, it certainly did make a difference to me when I got nice to do it and um, open up some conversations and I thought, oh, maybe there is a little bit more substance to it. So, yeah. Do you guys know what uh, Nigel's top one is? You haven't asked me that question. I'm a little bit scared <laughs> to ask, Nigel's actually. <laughs> Thanks, Mel. It's physical touch, actually, so we're both... Swimming. I was going to say touch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would, make, that would make a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. 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 And his receiving, that- receiving gifts is on the bottom. But see, this is why you're really lucky is because you both speak the same language, you both feel loved. That's why I think this is a crock of shit because you're like, hey, crap, you know, it takes my relationship. But for me, because we speak different languages, it has been absolutely instrumental hmm. in how we treat each other. Hmm. Oh, but I've still learned some stuff. Like, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm definitely, I'll open the book, ask me the question after I read the book. <laughs> yeah. I'll check in with you in a week, okay? Uh, oh, wow, one week. <laughs> Man, it took me two days to read the summary. Give me a break. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, look, I hope you've got something out of this today, even if it is just how freaking passionate I can be when I get on a rant. But uh, I really hope that you've got something out of this today. As Nolene said, it is a brilliant book that for me has instrumentally changed my life and my marriage. I would recommend it to everybody. But for now, we want you to remember, as always, to go and walk taller, and to know that you are enough and you are worth it.